0: we are friday again as a matter of fact uh friday one number 100 of straight talk straight talk number 100 for those of you keeping track for those of the rest of you who couldn't care less well i completely understand the gs plumbing talk line is one 800 905 the common sense retirement planning text line is 71307 and i am streaming live on the W O R D Facebook page, occasionally, occasionally, there may be a moment of some epiphany that occurs in some of these uh, some of these leftist guys, and some of these uh, some of these rhinos too. The rhinos get out there sometimes, and I, I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, that actually triggers this, we should probably figure out what it is and package it. And of course, there we go. There we go. There's a there's another phone call there. <laughs> uh, it's past Wednesday. David Brooks. David Brooks. He he's supposed to be a conservative. He is no more conservative than say Chuckie Schumer is. But he's he's struggling with the idea right now that Donald Trump still has a commanding lead over the other. GOP presidential nominee wannabes and he's basically tied and in some cases inching forward over Joe Biden despite the fact that you know he's out there and I mean he, he just needs to get a card and just get a ticket punched every time he gets an indictment or maybe we could make a drinking game out of every time he gets an indictment that's what we should do you, you want to do that wild card what would you drink if Next time, shall we drink? Next time, Trump gets another indictment.
1: I mean, we might be hungover by the time it all said and done.
0: I know, but that's you know that's 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 the point of it, isn't it? Yeah, that's what. It's like. anyway. You got a point there. Yeah. So anyway, now, to his credit, Mister Brooks decides to do a fairly exhaustive self-examination, which is good because when you're looking in the mirror, you want to do that because first of all, you're always shocked at what you see. And this is what he writes. Over the last decades, we've taken over whole professions and locked everybody else out. This is him recognizing he's one of the elites now, right? He thinks he is, right? When I began my journalism career in Chicago in the 1980s, there were still some old, crusty working class guys around the newsroom. Now we're not only a college dominated profession, we're an elite college dominated profession. Only 0.8% of all college students graduate from the super-elite 12 schools, the Ivy League colleges, plus Stanford, MIT, Duke, and the University of Chicago. Which I didn't know the University of Chicago was uh, considered elite. A 2018 study found that more than 50% of the staff writers at the beloved New York Times and the Wall Street Journal attended one of the 29 most elite universities in the nation. Okay. He also observes members of our class also segregate ourselves into a few booming metro areas, San Francisco, D.C., Austin, and so on. In 2020, Biden won only 50, or excuse me, 500 or so counties, but together they were responsible for 71% of the American economy. Trump won over 2,500 counties, responsible for only 29%. Once we find our cliques, we don't get out much. And in the book Social Class in the 21st Century sociologist Mike Savage and his co-researchers found that the members of the highly educated class tend to be the most insular measured by how often we have contact with those who have jobs unlike our own. He also points out they've manipulated the economy and the culture to benefit themselves. He says, but there's a larger context here is that the sociologist E. Digby Baltzell, never, if somebody ever comes to you and starts their name, it starts out with a initial and then a name. Run. Anyway, he wrote decades ago, history is a graveyard of classes which have preferred caste privileges to leadership. That is the destiny our class is now flirting with. We can de- condemn the Trumpian populist all day until the cows come home. But the real question is when we will stop behaving in ways that make Trumpism inevitable. But he had a, a very interesting comment was like all elites, we use language and moors as tools to recognize one another and exclude others. Using words like problematic and cisgender and Latinx and intersectional is a sure sign that you've got cultural capital coming out of your ears. Meanwhile, members of the less educated classes have to walk on eggshells because they never know when, we're, when we've changed the usage rules so that something that was sayable five years ago now gets you fired. This reminds me of a, I mean, you know, when you were in school, you were in a clique, right? I mean, they've made, they've made movies about this, about being in cliques. And uh, one time I was asked, and I was, uh, I was a very outer edge part of a clique in Columbia when I was going to school there because I played sports, okay, when I was down there. And somebody said that they wanted to be in this clique. And I was like, "What? what it wasn't a clique. It was, it was referred to as a gang back then. Back then, gang didn't have like violent connotations. And uh, somebody looked at her, she was talking to me, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm mystified because I'm not really in any sort of a position to make any sort of a claim that she can or can't. Somebody said, why do you want to be part of that? We just put up with them anyway all the time. I sort of sat around for a minute and thought about that. So let me you know, let me let me congratulate Mr. Brooks on taking a hard look at yourself. What you failed to understand is that we less educated members of the proletariat, and I'm talking about anybody without an Ivy League education. We've pretty much been putting up with you all of this time. We've swallowed more words than can be found in the Webster's Unabridged Dictionary. We're not walking on eggshells. We're rolling our eyes and gritting our teeth and waiting to see if at some point you come out of your derangement, because that's the way we, you know, we see you. We see you as being deranged. And we, you know, we don't hate you. We don't hate black or brown people. We don't hate gay people or lesbians. I don't even hate trans people. I'm just bored with their egomania and angry with their, you know, their predatory nature towards children. Those like me who keep guns don't do so because I plan to go shoot up a school or a church or you. I keep them because people who run this country have abandoned every pretense of law and order and the federal republic, and uh, I may have to actually use them later. Also, the rioters and the looters and everybody else that your your kind seems to uh, accept and, you know, champion all the time. I, I don't want to see the world burn, but I can't afford $5 for a gallon of gas, and the grocery bills are getting a little uh, a little uh, on my nerves. And, uh, you know, then there's that whole thing with the human trafficking and the fentanyl and all the other crime. i I, I tell you what, what what, what boils down to. I just want to be left alone, Mr. Brooks. I just want to be left alone when it all comes down to. If you would just simply let... America be America and stop trying to impose all of this stuff and make all these things happen. I'd be happy. There's an old joke from Jeff Foxworthy, nobody likes a redneck around until their car breaks down. And there's a lot of truth in that one and uh the American elites, you know, they have a lot of disdain and hatred for those of us not lucky enough to be among their ranks, but then again, I know how to drive a car with a straight drive <laughs> and yet this without us, you elitist idiots, you would be nowhere. you would have nothing you would be, you would be dead. You don't have, you don't know how to manage livestock or crops. you don't know how to frame a house or install plumbing or run electric wires and if your cars die, you don't know what to do about that at all. And all of these things require a great deal of intelligence and education that you will not find at an Ivy League school. These people that are hated so much by the uh, elite don't just do the jobs that the elites won't do. They do the jobs that the elites cannot do. And, uh, you know, I don't think for a moment that it has escaped our attention that everybody, somebody on your side is at risk of getting their keister put in a sling. One of you manages to light your hair on fire and run around the building waving your arms screaming Trump or January 6th or white supremacy. And it is getting tedious. It is. It's really getting on my nerves. You don't even know who we are. So I'm glad to see that the scales, you know, fall away from your eyes, sir. But at the same time, you need to really think real serious about this. Real serious about these things. Maybe you and yours at some point may even acknowledge that we have souls. But until then, change your own damn oil. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? Joe Biden has saved the nation because he has banned college, or excuse me, school-level archery. This is News Talk 98.9 W. All right, what, what, what do you look at when you see the federal government and you see them punishing every little thing they can possibly do just because they can. That's tyranny. That is tyranny right there. G.S. Plumbing Talk Line, one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Um, this involves the Department of Education. They have decided to cut funding to schools that have a archery and hunting program. So they've cut the funding for the archery and hunting programs. And they're, they're, they're re- withholding the federal funds under the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965, citing passage of the moderate gun control bill known as the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. And we're told... <laughs> We're guaranteed that ESA ensures that uh, public school systems and individual public schools are held accountable for monitoring and improving achievement outcomes for students and closing achievement gaps. And this uh, pro- prohibition applies to all ESEA funds, a Department of Education spokesman uh, pointed out. The prohibition went into effect immediately on June the 25th, 2022 and applies to all existing and future awards under all ESEA programs, including 21st century community learning centers. The department is administering the bipartisan law as written by Congress. Now I have the answer to my question. This is the answer to my question. I was wondering, I was wondering what was going to happen and why, you know, the, the, uh, this whole thing, the bipart what do they call this thing again? The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. What that primarily does, and uh, you can see it anytime you go into a gun shop. First of all, it's going to warn anybody 18 to 20 years old that they're going to go through an enhanced background check. The other thing that they want to do is they wanted to, uh, they wanted to encourage states to have red flag laws. And they were going to, you know, bribe them you know, monetary funds and everything else. And that's fine. All the states that have red flag laws have them, and the states that don't have them aren't going for them. But I was wondering how this was going to be administered, and I would really love to know which codicil this is under. But this was all made possible by 15 Senate Republicans and 14 House Republicans. Because that's who joined all Democrats to support this legislation. So, in November, the DOE issued guidance on the new law pertaining to the use of dangerous weapons, Question D1, to be allocated under Stronger Connections grant funds. The provision in question, Section 134, uh, 13401 of the BSCA, amended Section 8526 of the ESEA, is being interpreted to not only prohibit funds for firearms, but also archery equipment. I could read it to you verbatim and everything else. Oh, let's go back to something though. So, the Senate Republicans. Who were these yahoo's that voted for this? I'm trying to find that particular bill and I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing it. We know it was John we know John Cornyn voted for it. We know that uh, Lindsey Graham voted for it. And this is what it. This is this is the only thing where they can actually allocate something and put something in place because uh, everything else is pretty much nothing. I don't know how the expanded, ba- you know, the expanded background check. What that means is uh, they can stretch it out, but that's a temporary thing, right? That only applies to eighteen to twenty year olds, and that hasn't been challenged yet. It will get challenged later on down the road. Now, ESEA funding for hunter education courses will reportedly be nixed as well. And here's the thing about hunting. Hunting is the biggest form of conservation of wildlife there is. The International Hunter Education Association reports that 500,000 students complete basic hunter education programs annually. This First of all, for a lot of, I mean, this affects a lot of people in all of the flyover country and everything. And uh, interestingly, uh, Cornyn and Tom Tillis, Republican from uh, North Carolina, who also backed this, two of the BSCA backers wrote to Secretary Miguel Cardona telling him that he's misrepresenting the BSCA. see this is one of these things where you look at it and you just say you just want to go just say no just say no why aren't you just saying no archery is not a dangerous activity that's one of the most inclusive uh, school programs available to students today per the national archery in the schools program they have 1.3 million students across fourth to twelfth grade enrolled in 9,000 schools across 49 states And in response to the change, some schools have announced their intention to cancel programs ahead of this next school year. And this is a negative for kids. Everything that is a plus for children to be out in the woods, to be out in the field, to be playing sports, to be something, to be doing anything other than having their face glued to their phone, their face glued to their computer, their face glued to the TV screen is a plus. It is a plus. Right now, today, 77% of the prospective uh, pool of people, 18 to 21, that could join the military can't join the military. They don't meet the criteria. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're obese, out of shape, they're into drugs. That's another thing, getting involved in this stuff. Anything to take the mind and let it develop beyond their creative streak where they're like, you know, I could just expend it if I started with a little marijuana. You always, young people, we always need to give young people a way to engage. This is why, this is why in the inner cities, when there's no way for children to engage anything, um, uh, they turn to gangs because they're going to, kids are going to engage something. And you know, like in a, uh, in, in a more, uh, more suburban place, it might be archery more rural it might be hunter education. whatever it is, getting children engaged, getting young people engaged and giving them something to do besides trying to entertain themselves which in a lot of cases right now because of their lack of experience is going to turn to the easiest thing there is. well this is how this is how we lose generations. So this is what whenever I tell you that it's we don't need we don't need any more legislation at this particular moment. What we need to see coming out of the federal government is we need to say somebody say we're going to stop spending. And that means if we shut everything down, um, well, then we're out of there for a little bit. And we're just not even going to exist as 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 the government has existed at this point. We need to quit spending, defend the border. We need to work on the streets and the roads and everything else. All these things they talk about doing all the time, but they never do. They need to get out there and build some more nuclear power plants. If they could do that stuff, we'll handle the rest of the stuff. Thank you, Federal Government. Maybe we need to just stop sending you money. Maybe that's what the problem is. Because that's other uh, thing. This money they're cutting off, that's your money. That's your money. It's not their money. Not at all. Nope. <laughs> hey, let's look at Portland. Portland is uh they've 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 shifted now. They're really They're headed down the purgatory road of anarchy. We'll be right back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I was trying to find out how many accidental archery deaths we had in the United States. (laughs) Uh, They don't really keep stats on that. The only archery death, or not deaths, but injuries I could find, uh, had to do with falling out of a deer stand while bow hunting. So, um... I don't know if that applies i just don't know if that applies anyway coming out of portland hey the gs plumbing talk line is one 800 905 the common sense retirement planning text line is 71307 i am streaming live on the w-o-r-d facebook page but let's go to the phones let's go to richard in Ingr- richard
1: Ingrer. is that right Yes. Hi, uh, Bill. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. Uh, you've been talking about energy usage, and I decided to do a little research. It's something I do. Uh, being an engineer, whatever, retired. Uh, uh, and I took a look at, you know, let me see what China and India and the rest of the world use in energy compared to the U.S. When you look at the charts, and I'm sorry, you know, you know, good to show a chart over the radio, uh China is still using two thirds of their energy comes from coal. Oh yeah. India, I didn't, I didn't look that up. Uh, it's probably just as bad, if, if not worse. Two thirds from coal, mm-hmm. and it's increasing over the last three years. Yeah, they do one. They producers. they they put
0: one coal fired generator up per week in China.
1: Yes. Okay. And. Our coal usage is going down, yeah. uh, and if you look ah. at the chart, our, the amount of our usage is insignificant. It's like one thirtieth of of the uh, coal usage world worldwide. It might be one fortieth. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it, if, if we eliminate coal usage completely, it won't change anything. It won't change the pollution levels for the world, zero. It will have no effect because it's so small. And why is that all they talk about on the news is the U.S. has the, you know, windmills, solar panels. It won't make any difference unless the other countries uh, do the same.
0: Well, that's right. It has to be all or none. And the fact is, uh, first of all, they don't want even. What's the what's the ideal temperature they're looking to get to? what is the idea what's the goldilocks temperature for humankind um what is that what is and we uh, even with our coal burning and everything else we we have been reducing co2 we don't want to reduce it too far because at a certain point then plant life doesn't grow and if we really want to offset this we could solve a whole lot of issues if we just plant trees we don't have to change the energy the the energy program or the schematic the the anyway you know uh their whole approach this is all about control Richard they're just trying to take you over they want to get you out of a car they want to get you out of a car they want to get you in an apartment and they want to pay you a regular salary of a couple of grand a month and you'll like that and you won't own nothing and you'll like that and when you get a little too old well we're probably going to euthanize you just so you know because you know after all we're in charge of everything you do and are
1: yep you're exactly right and the end result is those other people got rich
0: yeah lots of people get rich <laughs> off of that that's yep you know yep. Uh, and and they you know but it's it, it's a grift it's nothing but a grift it's a scam it's it's everything you could possibly think of but listen i i appreciate it i'm i'm, I'm paying attention to this and i appreciate you taking the time to call about it
1: thank you ben.
0: have a good weekend it's true it's true But it's interesting to look at a leftist area when they get out there and they get a little bit, uh, a little bit of reality begins to intrude. Enter Dr. Mary Constantino, a highly distinguished radiologist with institutions like Stanford and Georgetown in her curriculum vitae. She was uh, recently just walking around in an upscale Portland neighborhood and she was hit in the face by an aluminium water bottle thrown by a homeless man. She was knocked out, and uh, when she awoke, she dialed 911. But thanks to the defund police movement, they didn't arrive until 30 minutes later, and she had already gone home. Because, you know, she's sitting there going, I've been hitting the face. I mean, she looks like she's been hit in the face with a ball bat, to be honest with you. She said to Fox News, I do not hold the police accountable for this at all. I hold our city accountable for defunding the police. We don't have enough police force to protect our citizens, and we did this to ourselves. That's true. You did. You did do that. Now, for me, right, I, I, as I walk around, I understand the mission of police. First of all, they're damned, no matter which way they go. Second of all, everybody wants them to be where they need to be at any given time, which is, in, is logistically impossible. They, they're not crime stoppers. They're crime responders. If you're going to respond, if there's going to be a response to crime, it's going to be with you. You're going to be the one doing it somehow, some way. You may become a stick fighter. You may go to a Filipino Scream Academy or something like that. You, you're going to be doing something, but it's not the the thing you're not going to be doing is you're not going to be getting rescued by the police. <clears throat> now, um, additionally. A woman in Portland receiving cancer treatment because she sent, she, she sent a letter and she said, uh, she said, I don't feel comfortable as a gender critical woman who believes gender to be a nonsense and sex bodies to be a reality. I do not feel comfortable coming into Richmond with that enormous transgenderism banner hanging like a Nazi flag behind the reception desk. Where's the flag for women, for children? Well, they've decided to fire her as a patient in portland you can't even speak out about it so the portland leftist is a special breed of virtue signaler they rail against capitalism and the wealthy who don't pay their fair share but they buy apple products and you know they wear patagonia or arcteryx and they get on the political stump for human dignity and compassion but they get in guerrilla warfare for unlimited abortion i mean literal guerrilla warfare hand-to-hand uh, for abortion, withhold treatment and care from cancer stricken patients, and vote for and enact policies that see their neighbors wind up filthy, drugged out, and defecating on the street. So, yes, you, as Miss Constantino, by the way, she had, there was a, on social media, there's pictures of her wearing a custom Fauci Constantino political slogan t shirt, followed by a Fauci fan club t shirt. Funny how this leftist agenda works its way around. And just bites you on that fourth point of contact, isn't it? I hope you feel better. Hope you feel better. <laughs> this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page if that is your cup of tea. And we all know about Bud Light. We all know about Dylan Mulvaney, who's now, he's going to graduate from having his face on beer cans to now charging $50,000 a pop and going to college. And I don't know what he's going to be talking about, but I'm sure somebody's going to pay. I'm sure they are. But for some reason, and I, 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 see, sometimes I like it when somebody does something and I get to observe how that works out. If it's something I may be considering doing. Now for a virtue signaler, apparently they can't control themselves. Whenever that's when somebody does it the first time, they're like, oh, I'm so excited, I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to be a part of it. So they go do it too. Intercosta Costa Coffee, the United Kingdom's largest coffee chain and the second largest coffee chain in the world. And they have a potential boycott because they have got photos online circulating on their about their company's mobile cafe vans and it has a cartoon illustration of a transgender person. Now, what they've done, right? They have a transgender man, which is basically a woman, a cartoon rendition of this now, right? Where the woman is shown after having had her breasts removed and scarred, sitting there drinking some some Costa Express coffee uh topless in her gym shorts. Why don't what, you know, you know what we could do is uh I could do some ads. What's what's some really bad fast food out there? Somebody help me with some bad fast food. Um any of the bad fast food that's out there. Just think of that. And I could do it and I have this scar going down the middle of my chest where they split me open. <laughs> And we could get, get out there and I could be, hi, I'm Bill Frady. And yeah, I just about killed myself, but I, I sure did enjoy this stuff that I'm drinking here. I could do that. Yeah. Why don't we just do that? Who else celebrates that stuff? Who celebrates surgery by showing scars? I mean, I get what a scar is. A, a scar is the story of us. It's the story of the journey we've taken and for some of us that have the scar that i have for example because i've only ever been, had surgery one time and that was when they opened up my chest uh you know the, getting the scar was was fun the living with it afterwards was no fun at all but right up to that point where i was just trying to you know fly my, my fly my life into the side of the mountain i i thought i was joining that i'm being asked where do i get a freddie cat hat i'm working on that i'm working on that <clears throat> Anyway, (laughs) but they put this up, and um, they decided to double down on this. At Costa Coffee, we celebrate the diversity of our customers, team members, and partners. We want everyone that interacts with us to experience the inclusive environment that we create, to encourage people to feel welcomed, free, and unashamedly proud to be themselves. The mural, in its entirety, showcases and celebrates inclusivity. Well, no, it doesn't. Where's the guy that enjoys the RC planes that are flying? Why don't I see this one? Why don't I see that up there? If we're going to be inclusive. All the you know, if we're going to be inclusive about all the members and customers and everything else, yes, Americans and everybody. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, there, there, There's so many things out there that make people interesting, for example. They didn't include any of that. They just had to put this up there. According to uh, a, a human rights organization, Sex Matters, they told the Telegraph, the cartoon-like picture of a young woman who's had her breast surgically removed is shocking and irresponsible. Young women are being sold a lie that if they have their breasts removed and take hormones, they can become men or at least avoid being women. Well, uh, yes, that's true. You know bud light ulta target they're all facing the backlash Costa coffee should too this is what it all boils down to i don't understand why they don't get this when i go get a cup of coffee i don't want to hear about your inclusivity your diversity your political thoughts on this or that just sell me my damn cup of coffee if i want one of those you know one of those you know inf- effeminate european type coffees then what I want is I want enough caffeine in there to almost be on the DEA schedule of drugs I can't take. I want to have enough caffeine there in there to where I am wide awake and going, I don't care about who or what you are and what you're thinking. Serve me the coffee. I care as much about you as you care about me when I come in there to get the coffee. And I, you know, I know how you feel about the people that come in to get the coffee. I know. Let's not be coy about this. So I know that you find there's a little contempt in there and everything. So all I want is a good cup of coffee and I'm out of there. And preferably I'd like to be able to get it done pretty quick. And uh, if you want to if, if you self identify as a potted plant, well I hope you get plenty of water and fertilizer. But it has nothing to do with me. And I you know, I keep bonsai, so I'll be I could, you know, I could help you out with that and everything. But beyond that, that's it. Just give me my cup of coffee here's my money take my money shut up take my money give me my coffee that's the thing no matter where i go if i go into target i don't want to see a pride display i don't don't shove that down my throat i'm probably coming in there because there's something only you carry and i'm going to be going to be looking at that you're not making any points with me as a matter of fact you're losing them i do wish they would pay attention to that one talking point it's about retail I don't need your opinion on anything else besides that. When we get back, the two tiered justice system it's getting it's getting to a dangerous point now. It's very transparent. We all see what's going on. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D.